when you hurt something like your Achilles, you can't you can't run. You physically can't run, but you also can't you can't run from the things you need to deal with. And so I had to like you know, deal with some things that I, that I hadn't really addressed in my life where I had been running from. This is episode number 34 with Sal Masakela. Welcome to Pursuing Health. I'm Julie Fouché, medical student and former CrossFit Games athlete. Here, I bring to you information and inspiration from experts and everyday individuals for how to use lifestyle to maximize health. Thank you so much for joining me. Now let's get started with this week's episode. Welcome back to Pursuing Health. I'm excited to introduce you to our guest today, Sal Masakela. Sal is probably best known for his work as a commentator and journalist on platforms including NBC's Red Bull Signature Series, ESPN's Summer and Winter X Games, which he hosted for 13 years, and E's Daily 10. Most recently, he hosted and executive produced Viceland's Vice World of Sports, which is a docu-series exploring the people, politics, and culture of locations all over the world through the lens of sports. Sal also shares the musical talents of his father, South African jazz musician Hugh Masakela, and the music of his band Ella Kasem has been featured on TV shows such as Entourage and House of Lies. He's also the co-founder of Stoked Mentoring, a nonprofit action sports organization for at-risk youth. Now, Sal's CrossFit journey began in the fall of 2010 when he started at CrossFit LA and later moved on to Deuce Gym near his home in Venice, California. Our paths first crossed about a year ago on May 30th, 2015, which was the day that both of us tore our left Achilles tendons. I was competing at the 2015 CrossFit Games Central Regional and Sal was playing in a celebrity basketball game. We connected over social media, and throughout the past year, we've used one another for support, inspiration, and motivation throughout our recovery process. Now, over a year later, we decided to meet up after the 2016 CrossFit Games at Sal's home affiliate, Deuce Gym, for a workout, and then we sat down to reflect on our intertwining Achilles journeys, CrossFit, and life. I had so much fun connecting with Sal, and while we talked a lot about our injuries and how this forced us to take a step back and look at our lives in a bigger picture, we also talked about the bigger picture of CrossFit, why he thinks this is such a unique community, and how it offers him an escape from the superficiality of our society today and a chance to connect with some of our core human needs. So before we get started, I have a few quick reminders. First, if you're enjoying the podcast, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and consider giving it a five-star rating. You can also go to my website, juliefouché.com, where you can enter your email to stay in the loop with the podcast and everything else I'm doing with my bi-weekly newsletter. I'm also looking for inspiring stories to share. So if you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, send your story to me at info at juliefouché.com, and I'll use some of these to share on future episodes. If you're interested in training with me, check out my program through Beyond the Whiteboard. This is the actual training I do now, five days a week, one hour per day, scheduled out for you minute by minute from warm-up to cool-down. I've recently also launched a train-on-the-go program that's perfect for helping you get your workouts in on vacation or even during a busy week at home. For more info or to try out the programs yourself, you can visit beyondthewhiteboard.com slash juliefouché. Also, please remember that although I'm nearing graduation from medical school, this podcast is meant to share the experiences of individuals and does not provide medical advice. 
So with that, let's get started here on episode 34 of Pursuing Health featuring Sal Masakela. I'm glad we finally made this happen. <laughs> I know it only took us uh, a year plus. <laughs> year, a year and change, maybe a year, year and four months. Yes. Team Achilles heel, <laughs> post wad. Right. So welcome back to Pursuing Health. I'm here with Sal Masakela, and so excited to finally sit down and talk to you and have you on the podcast. So Me too. Thank it's, you it's, for it's taking the time. It's really an honor um, to to be on the podcast. And when I got a text message from you. After we weren't able to do it last year, I was very, very humbled to get the call. So I, I we are, we are, we're united literally. We are for for life. We are same. Wait, I forget. Is yours same? Right foot. Same Achilles, right same Achilles. foot. We both have our scars cool, to cool show scar. It. Mine's a little bit more visible, but yeah, same Achilles, same day. Yes. I tore mine. I'd say about four hours after you tore yours. That's so crazy. It's nuts so crazy i had just landed uh i had landed from new york i was working in a job and i came flew home that morning and i was playing in a uh, like a charity uh basketball game mm-hmm. and i was watching the regionals on my laptop literally getting dressed for the game and i watched you get hurt and i was like oh my god this is crazy and i kept watching the updates and then i saw you do the workout in the boot and i was like <laughs> superhero i sent you a note on instagram like wishing you the best grabbed my stuff and went to the gym uh-huh. and logan and Lindsay, who own deuce here they came with me because they were like a couple of people in the game that they wanted to see it was like a whatever celebrity charity game okay and um for some reason the the guys a bunch of the guys from the clippers and the lakers were coaching and they're like masakela <laughs> you're starting i was like no i just got <laughs> off a plane i'm i'm not starting not i'm not ready and I, I thought i'd warmed up pretty good and Literally 15 minutes after they blew the whistle, wow. I heard the gunshot. And did you instantly know that's what you did? No, I didn't instantly know. Like it, I don't know about you, but for me, it was I heard the the, the pow, mm-hmm. and it was such a foreign sound that mm-hmm. I immediately started looking around. Mm-hmm. And I think I saw you kind of do the same. Did you? Did you? So what I felt was it. It felt like someone dropped something on the back of my leg. And I turned around immediately to see, okay, what was that? Somehow did some other girl's barbell jump over into my lane or something? And there was nothing there. And so I was very confused. Yeah, for me, I, I thought maybe someone had tripped me. Okay. But it was so loud that I was like, well, that's not, couldn't have been what it was. Some, right. Maybe something happened to someone else. Yeah. And I did a quick scan of the room. There was like 2,000 people in the gym. Wow. And um, then the next thing I knew, I was on one knee. And I was confused. I was like, why am I, why am I on one knee? Why does my leg not work? Why does this one feel weird? And then <laughs> someone actually heard it. Wow. Who was playing defense next to me. And they're like, don't move, don't move, don't move. I think you did your Achilles dog. Oh, no. And then immediately I knew. And I looked over at Logan and, lo- and Lindsay. I looked up at them and I was like, my Achilles. <laughs> and they thought I was saying my knee, my knee. And then literally as I was getting carried off the off the, the court, uh-huh. I immediately thought of you. Wow. And then I was just like, what is going on? That's weird. Um, yeah. And that's how we met without me yep. <laughs> meeting. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I think it was, maybe it was Twitter or Instagram or something that I saw your post. And actually, I think my, when I saw your name, the first thing I thought of 
was growing up watching MTV. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hey, that's that guy from MTV. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. Um, and it was great to kind of to hear your story and then to kind of share what we were going through along the way with yeah. our recovery. Well, it meant, I mean, it, it meant the world um, to, even when you reached out to me, I mean, I can't tell you what that, what that meant. Like it was, cause you know, it's, it's one of those injuries where everyone can show you all the love in the world that they want to, mm-hmm. um, and can be as supportive as, as they can, but they, you don't know what it's like. It's, it's different than I've broken bones. Mm-hmm. I've, I've done other things, but th- I don't know. There's just something about what your Achilles is responsible for mm-hmm. in weight bearing, in, in just moving you forward. And then I think symbolically just it kind of, for me it dipped into a much deeper place with who i am as a person Mm -hmm. and i found myself uh at at the type of crossroads that i hadn't really looked been at yet so when you get a reach out from somebody who's like oh i'm in it yeah um yeah it meant a lot i think that it it helps me a lot too and i think that it's been cool too to see the other people reach out over the course of the past year who are going through the same thing. Yeah. And draw inspiration and you know the hashtag you started Achilles heel and now I go back and look and there's thousands of people I know, tagging how crazy it. It's is that? crazy. And they'll people will they'll they'll send me notes and they'll be like, "Hey, you know, watching you and Julie communicate and recover and go through that, mm-hmm. you know, and the Achilles heel when it happened to me." it inspired me or I showed it to my son or someone else, mm-hmm. maybe people who didn't have the same injury. Right. But just any injury in general or some sort of setback. Yeah. It's uh, it, it was, it was, it was crazy to see that you could have that kind of effect. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it was definitely one of the things that, that kept me focused in the recovery because yeah. there's plenty of times when you just, oh yeah, you're like, you know what? I could just be average from right. here. <laughs> like I've, I've been, I've done a lot of cool stuff. I've lived a lot of, a lot of life maybe yeah. i'm just meant to cruise from there um but people didn't you know the the general public people who you didn't know they're like hey we want to see this through right right it's i remember when i when i took steps before you mm-hmm. <laughs> and your reaction i was like oh yeah she's a competitive athlete julie's, yeah. like, julie's like oh really it's on i think i saw that um you know, and I've been working with my physical therapist, and he's like, okay, maybe this week we can try, you know, taking the boot off and taking a few steps. And then I saw you post your video, and I, I immediately texted him, and I was like, we got to do this. <laughs> <laughs> There's an average human, a civilian, a regular mortal is taking steps. We need to get on this now. Yeah. No, it definitely, I think, pushes you in your recovery. And even one of my friends back home is, I think he's maybe about two months out from his surgery and he's same thing he's trying to really he's a crossfitter he's trying to push the timeline of the recovery and i have to sometimes be like it's okay you know you don't have to rush it you know you want to make sure that you do it the right way and you get back to where you need to be in the long run but it's yeah. you, there's still going to be some of that competitive spirit i think yeah when i saw you doing pistols <laughs> uh like four months in i was like yeah we're on a different pa- we're on a different <laughs> path we're on tracking it differently but I mean, I was surfing. I went surfing six months after I was hurt. Wow. And that was my goal. That's amazing. Um, That's really impressive because I think, what was it, maybe three three or four months at our wedding, we had paddle boards and we were on a lake, no waves. 
and uh, yeah, I think it was three or four months out. And I remember that being a little challenging just to balance because I still didn't feel like I really had, you know, my full balance back. And there's also that confidence yeah. of just feeling like, is it going to go again? Is it, is it stronger? Right. Yeah. Right. I and then my worrying about the other one. <laughs> like yes. it definitely motivated me to be more diligent about trying to protect the other oh, one. Oh, I am Johnny Achilles prevention. <laughs> I'm walking around here on my heels and <laughs> screwing in my, my feet and raising my arches and walking on my toes. People are like, what are you doing? I'm like, avoiding trying going through that again give me something else to go through yeah so yeah what are some of the things that you do or or some of the things that you found to be most useful in your recovery or that you do now to try to stay on top of it um i think i'm I'm a lot more active in my mobility okay just in general um i started using ramwad Mm. um and, and really enjoy that uh I do a lot of just stuff specifically ar- ar- around the feet and Achilles, um, doing heel walks okay. um, with your toes raised and just walking on your heels. Uh, I have really, really flat feet, okay. which raises your, um, I guess it just, r- it raises your, your, uh, your s- risk, yeah. yeah, your risk. Uh, so I do uh, screwing in the feet mm-hmm. and raising my arches 30 seconds. Um, in groups a few times a day, walking on my toes. Um, I, I roll out with the ball. I've been doing a lot of deficit stuff. That's great, um, yeah. Deficit-weighted uh, toe raises, mm-hmm. um, that kind of stuff. Awesome. Yeah, I, I think the... The thing, the one thing I'm most consistent with is probably the deficit toe raises and the like the negatives. Yeah. Um, wearing a weight vest or holding a dumbbell or something. Yeah, I'll come in here, just take a 45 before class, stand on a 45, mm-hmm. uh, and and do those, and just try to be consistent with it. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I'm noticing is that I'm continuing to get stronger in mm-hmm. the bag of leg, where I th- your body's like, oh, you're good, and you right. realize actually you can you can get better. Like right. I'm starting to feel like there might the muscles starting to come back. Before I thought it was just you know never gonna never really gonna come, gonna yeah. come back, but um, yeah, just mindful for of it, and um, I'm really grateful for it. Yeah, what are have you had any big injuries in the past, or was y- this sort of the first one? When I was 16, I crushed my left foot um, and broke all the metatarsals and o- all the toes. A, wow. a, a big steel weight in gym class. Oh my word! Um, came off of the, the volleyball pole. Okay. You know the mo- mobile ones. Yeah. And uh, there was the, the the pin, the bolt that held held the base into the pole wasn't there. So someone had tilted it back, and I would happen to be standing there, and they went to move it forward, and just oh, it's like a like a bad cartoon. Oh my god! And it was that sounds so painful. It was the worst, uh, and that took me out for that was about a, a two year recovery. Wow. To be able to to be back to, to to full strength and being able to run again, mm-hmm. and you just take for granted how sensitive um, your your feet are. Oh yeah. Um, my my big toe still doesn't bend. I have a couple of, to- of toes in that foot that are just raised that don't hit the ground. Wow. I'm special. <laughs> uh, Very unique. So that was that was my worst injury, and then you know through snowboarding and skateboarding and surfing, I've had you know cl- clavicle. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruised some ribs, and a compressed vertebrae, broke my coccyx. Wow. But those are all ones, 
Did you like? <laughs> How do you do that? <laughs> um, you you jump you 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 overshoot a jump snowboarding, and oh, miss the landing okay. and land flat to your tailbone, <laughs> and you break That'll your you break your coccyx and then you don't have insurance, <laughs> so you just muscle through it because you figure well everything's still working, <laughs> and then you go get an X-ray a couple of years later when you do have insurance and they're like, so you know this bone right here? <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> That when, was broken. when did you break that? I was like, I literally said to the doctor, I was like, oh, that's what happened. <laughs> I was that wondering so what, sense now. What, what that was all about. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, I've had those kind of things that you can, you just choose to play through. Right. This was the first thing that ever was like, you did not get to pass go. No. This, you have to stop and look at your entire life. Yeah. And I think more than the physical end of things, that's what I'm most grateful for about it. You know, is that it, it forced me to, dig in my life and maybe I think I was going too fast mm-hmm. and um, it forced me to have to really just just consider who I, who I am and what my life's about. Wow. Can you talk more about that? Kind of the, the process that you went through? Um, yeah. I mean, in the beginning, I'm, so I'm single. Mm-hmm. So when you're in in the beginning you have all of your friends that are there for you and they're coming around and you have that support mm-hmm. and people are coming up and they're they're picking you up and you're taking you to the gym mm-hmm. you know this this place deuce uh, is literally like this is my family mm-hmm. you know there there are people in this gym that are as close to me as my blood yeah and you really see who counts in your life when something like this happens right cuz there can be plenty of people who are like oh i heard what happened and you know get yeah. well from yeah. afar See you later. and then you know there's the the people who show up and continue to show up mm-hmm. and that was a big lesson for me um because it was it, it allowed me to sort out my friends and my acquaintances mm-hmm. in a in a very solid way and not i think sometimes i give too much energy trying to make everybody happy right um i'm a dynamic person i enjoy being around everybody i love I, I I love the journey of of getting to interact, but sometimes I can lose the plot of like what's really important, who's really important, mm-hmm. um, and so that was one thing. And then the other thing was just like taking time for myself. Um, when you when you hurt something like your Achilles, you can't you can't run. You physically can't run, right. but you also can't. You can't run from the things you need to deal with. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't like, oh, I'm just going to go do this instead. Right. Can't just choose to procrastinate. <laughs> um, and so I had to like, you know, deal with some things that I, that I hadn't really addressed in my life or I had been running from. I had recently, I got a, out of a relationship that I was in for like six and a half years. Mm-hmm. Went through uh, some really tremendous heartbreak. Felt myself at like I was at a real crossroads, but I hadn't really dealt with it, mm-hmm. like the hows and whys, and just. Right. processed and allowed myself to grieve and open myself up to to the future right um and this definitely forced me to deal with it wow yeah. that's really cool it's it is so cool you know it's always it's always sort of devastating to have these setbacks or these things that seem so terrible but it's true i think a lot oftentimes we grow a lot more from them than if we had just been continuing on or if sometimes i think you know, I didn't want my CrossFit Games career to end in an injury, but I got to experience the CrossFit community in a way that I never, ever would have had this not happened. And so a lot of times I think it is 
just sort of a blessing in disguise and you you learn so much from having to overcome challenges like this oh a hundred percent i mean logan uh galbridge who owns the gym he was there him and, and, and Lindsay. they were there for me when i got hurt mm-hmm. when i had my surgery at five in the morning and my brother had to work mm-hmm. and couldn't take me to the surgery logan was at my house at 4:45. Wow. came with me to surgery sat with me at surgery you know mm-hmm. and took me home and then his girlfriend and other people from the gym were there with like food and everything mm-hmm. and no one left me f- for four or five days like my family came around yeah but like everyone from here that was my 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 my, my trauma center in yeah. my house that's amazing and it was wild you know it was one of those things where when, when i first started doing this I did it because I realized that I was grossly out of shape. Mm-hmm. I ran the New York Marathon in 2009 for charity. Okay. I got to stop doing stuff for charity, Julie. Very impressive. From <laughs> uh, for, for my foundation, I have a foundation called Stoked. Okay. It's a mentoring organization for at-risk kids in New York and L.A. Okay. And we partner uh, young kids with adult mentors and give them an opportunity to look at the long game of their life. And we do it through skateboarding, snowboarding, uh, surfing, after-school programs. Uh, We're starting to expose them a little bit uh, to CrossFit. Mm -hmm. Um, But really just giving them the building blocks of, you know, falling down and getting back up. Um, New environments, challenging themselves, those kind of things. So I was running for that. And I, the last five miles of of the marathon, Mm -hmm. I was literally people... People would look at me in those last few miles, and you'd see them like clapping, like "Yay!" And then they'd look at me and be like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, that <laughs> oh, doesn't look good." <laughs> oh, that maybe maybe he should stop. <laughs> oh no! Wow. <laughs> and wow. <laughs> that was really bad. <laughs> and uh, I finished, and I couldn't walk for a week. I was just destroyed. And I was like, I thought I was athletic. Yeah. And I realized that all I had been doing was surfing and snowboarding uh-huh. and. I was good in in those modes, but my f- my fitness had decreased, and I was going downhill. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I discovered downhill CrossFit. as you can be while you're running a marathon. Yeah, while you're I running suppose. a marathon. <laughs> uh, so that's how I, I I found CrossFit, like reading an article okay. in a magazine where the guy hated it, but he did it for eight weeks to see if it was a real thing. Oh, okay. And his benefits, like everything that he tested from before yeah. the eight weeks to the back of the eight weeks was through the roof and basically his takeaway was like this is the worst thing ever mm-hmm. i hated it um but i can't deny all the things that it gave me that i've never works. been challenged yeah. in such a way and boom my little lights went on i went home i went on youtube and then i started looking at what crossfit was i was like what is this <laughs> what are these people what are they doing what are these women are crushing any idea of you know i was just watching all the girls doing the do the ladies workouts and uh-huh. i was like okay I'm all, I'm all I gotta in. do this. And that was like next thing you know, Google, CrossFit yep. LA and, and I was in. But I never thought I was gonna hang out with people. Right. You thought you'd go get your workout. Go and get this thing, get challenged yeah. and I didn't it was never with an idea of becoming I didn't think I needed a new culture to be ingrained in. Yeah. You know? Um the action sports have have been my world for a, a long time. Mm-hmm. Um but I ended up getting so much more out of it. Obviously the fitness and an incredible family. I'm better at all, all those things that I love doing mm-hmm. than I ever was before. And, uh, yeah, I got a, I got a whole new family out of it. So it's dope. amazing. Yeah. It's crazy how that works. <laughs> yeah. And have you been, how long have you been at Deuce? I've been at Deuce for two and a half years. I was at CFLA, 
um, with Andy Petranic. Okay. Um, uh, and Kenny Kane for three and a half years. And Logan, Danny, and Lindsay mm-hmm. uh, were coaches there. And Embo. Okay. Emily, who, who taught today. Yeah. Um, they left to start Deuce two and a half years ago. And that uh-huh. was a tough one. Yeah. Because it was family. That's your family, You know, yeah. it's like it's like your family just – there's a divorce. Right, you know? right. It's like, yeah. who, which side are you going <laughs> to pick? Who am I going to go live with, mom or dad? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and literally what it was. <laughs> and so I, I, I chose to stay with dad because Kenny was like my mentor. <laughs> okay. But Danny and Logan uh, were, you know, Logan especially was like one of my best friends. Yeah. So it was really – it was hard. like It was like, oh – so we stayed friends, and then I moved around the corner. Like, okay. So now I'm riding my bike every day. I'm coming over here. I'm hanging out in the yard, and you're, you're friend. And it's a, it, there was a different energy here, um, because we have this inside-outside yard. Yeah. It was a little bit more chill, and it just felt like my speed. And also, it's your friends that you're hanging out with all the time. Right. And then uh, this is a funny story. Logan and Lindsay decided to come with me on my Fiji surf trip. Okay. Two Novembers ago. Are uh, they big surfers too? No, no. But they, this island that we go to called Tavarua uh-huh. in, in Fiji is a heart-shaped island, literally shaped like a heart. Wow. And you can walk around it in 15 minutes. And if you ever want to just no completely unplug from the universe, it is what it is. So we go, I go on this trip with uh, a professional surfer named Kelly Slater okay. and a bunch of our friends. And uh, we had two slots. And they had met – Lindsay had actually helped Kelly uh, – during his run in the world championship of surfing, I was like, hey, he was having some shoulder issues right before the pipeline contest. I come through. I want you to meet Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Long story short, she helped him get right. He killed it at pipeline. Everyone became friends. He's like, you should invite them. Yeah. They came. They had wow. their minds blown. Logan yeah. learned how to surf. It was just best trip ever. That's so cool. So we're sitting there watching the sunset, you know, having fruity drinks on this beautiful island, like giving so much thanks for our being alive and our friendship. And I finally just looked at it. And I'll never forget. We were a little bit buzzed. I was like, Guys, I, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna come to join the gym. When I, come. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I'm not over there. I, mean, I, I need. And literally, they were like, they literally just went, yay! And then we had a, we literally had a big hug, and there, were, there were some actual tears. Yeah. Like, I love you, no, I love you, and you're my family. And uh, that was it. Now and you're here. Now I'm here. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty it's funny story. It's so cool how this becomes your family. Really is. It's uh, it's 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 amazing. It's it's very very special, you know. And I I went through, I went through the full like your other friends, your non CrossFit fans, being why do you post that stuff so much? And <laughs> I don't know why you do that. And, you know, then they all sort of, then they start going like, wow, you're, you look good, and you're surfing better, and your energy is better, and, yeah. and, and I'm like, yeah, it's because. I got a little bit more skin in the game. Yeah. To use this thing. Have many other, ha- have many of your friends in action sports tried CrossFit? Oh or? yeah, there's so many, so many now. Shane Dorian, big CrossFitter. Oh right. Um, and he was when I found out that Shane was CrossFit, I was like, yes, <laughs> all right, legit. Like one, one. The, one of the <laughs> most badass humans on this planet uh, is doing it. A lot of the big wave surfers. Uh, Dusty Payne, who's a world tour surfer, uh, he's a CrossFitter. Um, it really changed his whole dynamic. He made a big run a year and a half ago where he requalified for the, he won the triple crown in Hawaii, which is a very difficult, um, feat. And he just looked 
different. And all the commentators were talking yeah. about, like, look at this guy. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't look like these other guys. He looks yeah. like a, like an athlete, and he's surfing like with, with just more dynamic power. And I just kept saying, like, clearly that CrossFit thing. And I was like, <laughs> clearly that clearly CrossFit thing. Clearly it works, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of BMX riders now. Okay. TJ Lavin, uh, who's a famous uh, BMX guy, mm-hmm. and he, he hosts um, – like that bunch of that road rules kind of stuff on MTV. He okay. he built a box at his house wow. in, in Vegas. Um, he's always hitting me up. Now every, every all the action sports guys hit me up. Yeah. You know they're blowing up my DMs like, yo, let's let's get it in. Like yeah. if you're in my town. Um, so it, yeah, it's cool to see the way it's affected the action sports community for sure. That's very cool. It's very cool to see it it permeate into other. Sports communities like that. Yeah, I heard Landon Donovan was at the games um, oh. yesterday. Or I saw, I've not even heard, I saw like Rogue put up oh, something okay. and he, he was there. Yeah, I mean, that's the first thing that people who I haven't seen in a long time mm-hmm. come up to me and they say, like, I see what you're doing. Yeah. Like, should I do that stuff? <laughs> like, that, it, it, it's funny to, to, to get people's reactions. Like, I saw you doing some crazy stuff the other day. Right. And I'm, now I'm looking at you. Maybe I should do that stuff too. And yeah. if I, if I, who am a, I'm not a professional anything, I'm a guy who likes to talk a lot and somehow I've figured out a way <laughs> to make a, a living out of it. Um, if people can feel motivated by me who are pro athletes, yeah. that feels pretty good. That's pretty awesome. That's very cool. What do you think it is about, about CrossFit or about these affiliates that allows people to make such close friendships and connections? I think it's a, I think it's accountability. Mm. I don't think that we, in general, as a society, really function in spaces and places where we have to be accountable. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're able to pretend a lot. You know, we can put on nice clothes. We can put ourselves in the right car. We can get the right haircut. We can have the right job. Mm-hmm. We can have the right associates, and we can pretend um, and hide in groups, you know, and, and not, and not have to, to really interact at a true tribal, accountable, carnal level. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think is different uh, for me about CrossFit. I don't care who you are. Mm -hmm. When I come into this yard, no one cares that they, whatever I've done on television or, or any of that. Right. It's like, are you here to bring it or not? If anything, they're looking to see if I'm, you know, bro repping. Yeah, are you, you know, slacking off? Or taking yeah. taking numbers off or anything. Um, and you don't, yeah, you're not thinking about anything else from your outside once you're mm-hmm. once you're in here. And it doesn't matter who you are. We have ex-cons, policemen. You know, we ha- we have moms, dads. We've got people who have gone, you know, who are in recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, we got everybody in here and. No one cares. Right. And everybody has the same goal and is there to, like, pick up the next person when they're down. And there's just – you don't get a lot of that in real life. If anything, in society, it's like, sorry, bro, I'd give you a hand, but what's that going to do to me? Right. And that's – I think this this community awakens something at the core level of who we are as beings. Um, you can call it what – what you want some people say it's evolutionary whatever mm-hmm. but i think it it awakens something at our at our core that we're really missing 
in general in society. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, we live. It's a weird time where no one's even willing to have a conversation with you if you don't think exactly the way I do. Right. Like, oh, you don't think exactly how I do? Sorry. We can't. We can't be friends. We we can't even. <laughs> I can't even share the same air with you. Right. Um, you see that that discord in everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in religion. You see it in politics in a way that just, I don't that's a whole nother podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, but there, this is a community in which you can at least breathe and get away from all that. When you come inside this yard, it, the, the motto here is leave it outside. None of it, none of it matters. I mean, we have a sign over there uh, that says strictly enforced. You don't have to work out here to kick it. Like, that's literally what the place is. That's really awesome. Very cool. Yeah. And that's that's what it's been for me. And, uh, you know, I, my, my job takes me all over the world mm-hmm. and all over the country. And my favorite part about getting an assignment to go to another city is like, oh, where am I going to get to train? Right. I get to check out some other boxes. Yeah. yeah. And people have shown me incredible hospitality and I've made some lifelong friends around the world f- from from this community, which never thought would ever happen. Wow. The best is like when you're in in some strange part of Spain and they're not even speaking Spanish, they're speaking <laughs> like Castilian and they're just like, we don't speak English, but just follow along. Yeah, just do whatever. And you're doing. literally like going by sound <laughs> and at the end everyone's like, yay, it's great. That's so you know? cool. That's so cool. I was thinking, I, I haven't, well, I was in Korea last year. That's probably one of the, most international places I've been and dropped into boxes where the class was being run in a completely different language and I all I could do was just follow along and it is amazing how fitness is it's one of those things that can cross cultural barriers it can cross language barriers and really bring people together especially CrossFit and knowing I think whenever you walk into any box and you know you have this connection with someone and you know you have the same sort of intentions to just try to be better and to try to make other people better. Yeah, to be and your you can, best self. Yeah. You can you can really connect um with people all over the world. Yeah. That's and I'd I'd only gotten that from surfing and snowboarding and skateboarding before that. Mm-hmm. And and probably also somewhat in music. Mm-hmm. Um but I'd never ever ever thought I would get it from working out from <laughs> fitness. Right. You know. That's cool. What's your favorite box you've dropped into while you were traveling? This is a loaded, loaded question. <laughs> Jules, a super loaded question. Most unique or most memorable. I have two favorites, I think. One is Max Effort in Vegas. Okay. Which is going to piss off everybody else in Vegas. <laughs> it's like, what about us? But, I haven't uh, been there, but I've heard good things about it's it. It's like going to, I don't know, like a the Super Bowl of, of <laughs> CrossFit, you know, like you walk in, you're like, you walk into the first part of the gym and then you walk into the, to the, into the box and you're like, what wow. is going on here? <laughs> it's massive, but it doesn't feel like a globo gym. Okay. Like it feels super communal. Mm-hmm. They just have all the toys <laughs> and all the space. I mean, their, their sled, <laughs> their push pull like sled life. Uh-huh is as long as a city block. Wow. And like they're just where they push and pull sleds is bigger than most people's boxes. Um, and there's incredible. really, really nice people there. So that's one of my favorites. And then I think the other one is probably Aspen CrossFit. Okay. Because it's at 9,000 feet. 
That and brings a whole new variable. <laughs> there's just something really weird about doing Fran at 9,000 feet. Right. And you, you, you find out what you're truly not made of. <laughs> Wow, uh, so yeah, those cool. are those are those are two of my favorite. And then I think abroad, um, the best one of the best times I ever had was in. I went to a, a CrossFit in Santo Domingo, uh, Dominican Republic. Oh wow! Yeah, that's cool. I went I went to the Dominican Republic after my freshman year of college, for sort it was like a volunteer slash adventure travel trip. And it was amazing. I was there for like five weeks. Mm. I loved it. But that was before I even knew about CrossFit. I would love to go back and see what the CrossFit community is like. What? I don't want to turn the interview on you. No, but okay. <laughs> I saw not too long ago like one of those little videos of you, like one of the first times that you were CrossFitting. Oh, yeah. And my favorite. You 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 looked very civilian, <laughs> like a very like a just a, like a regular person. Yeah. Going to get some fitness, and I was like, man, what? happened because obviously a, a, a switch flipped in you yeah yeah I so I grew up doing gymnastics and I ran track in high school and then I the first two years of college I just didn't know what to do with myself I kind of knew like fitness was something that I knew was important to me but I had no idea how to do it you know I was doing the typical Run on the treadmill. Samesies. Do the elliptical. Samesies. Run around and do all the different weight machines. Samesies. <laughs> Lap pull machine was my favorite. Yeah, exactly. Ugh, get like it in. <laughs> doing my sit-ups <laughs> and my crunches. And yeah, and then I thought, oh, maybe I'll do triathlons. One of my friends in college was doing triathlons, so I did a couple of those. I think I bought a brand-new bike, and then, like, a week later, I actually met my husband, Danny, and he was looking at the CrossFit.com, and I was like, What's this? Same same thing. Really? Yeah. Similar, yeah. yeah. And uh, and as soon as I saw it and he kind of explained what it was, I was like, that's what I need to do. This is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing in my life. And so we both joined our local affiliate in Ann Arbor, uh, HyperFit USA, and just got lucky that we had great coaches from the beginning. Uh, we had a great community, friends that wanted to train with us and we started doing some local competitions and that year was when we had a sectional competition before the regionals um and i never thought i would qualify but ended up just surprising myself along the way and qualifying to the games and then really i think in that first year even from the time i qualified at regionals until the games i improved so much it was just i had so far to go that it was like every month was just dramatic improvement gains party yeah can't just oh look it's at that the best, it's another it? pr when you first start crossfit and every day's <laughs> pr here we go yeah that ball's gone <laughs> it's another pr for fouché yep so you know i love that that I love seeing people go through that beginning phase of CrossFit too, yeah. and they're just every day they're learning something new, they're doing a PR. It's so much fun. Um, but I love going back and watching those videos. I'm so glad that my coach yeah. was smart enough to capture them because it is amazing to go back and see how far you've come. Did did you think that you your gear or your ability to like really zone in? Obviously, as a, as a doctor and in your quest for for medicine, you have that ability to just push things out and go all the way in. Is that just kind of your nature? It is, yeah. I think I've always been like that. And and being a gymnast growing up, I think there's a lot of similarities. Um, 
and I'm always, I've always been very focused, you know, I have, and I have a narrow focus. Like I can do one or two things at a time and I'm just, that's all I do. Right. You know, so it would, it made sense for me. And, um, you know, once I started doing CrossFit and, and trying to, to see how far I could go with the competitions, I knew that that was going to be a big part of my life. It's awesome. It was very cool. Um, well, I want to close with three questions I ask everyone on the podcast. Okay. So the first one is three things that you do on a regular basis that have the biggest positive impact on your health. Three things that meditate. What type? Do you have a specific type of meditation that you do or practice? I've really been in the headspace. Oh, me too. I love it. I love the accent. <laughs> yeah, at first, I did, at first I didn't know. I was like. <laughs> Am I gonna be able to deal with this dude? Now I feel like we're <laughs> homies. Yeah. And um, yeah, I really, really, and I love the just all the different verticals they have. Yeah. You know, whether it's sleep or, um, you know, just the reg- the guided, the unguided, mm-hmm. and that's also helped me make it a r- more of a routine. Yes. Well, now I go like twice a day. Oh, that's um, great. In the morning, I like to do ten or twenty minutes, and at night. I like to go to sleep to a s- to the sleep meditation. We s- in the end we start counting back from 9:99 and yeah. you never make it to like 9:50. <laughs> Next thing you know it's the morning. <laughs> yeah, and I sleep I sleep a lot better and I feel like it helps me to set just a generally better intention for my day. Mm-hmm. Um so that's one of the things uh laugh. Mm-hmm. Like I'm addicted addicted to to laughter. And I need to be around people who like to laugh, mm-hmm. even when life is hard. You gotta, f- you gotta find ways to laugh on a regular basis and laugh really, really hard. Most importantly, laugh at yourself. Yeah. Um, and I, I laugh at myself a lot. <laughs> That's good. And uh, the third thing that I'd say is just being grateful. I, I, d- I take, I take time out of every day to just stop and reflect and and be grateful mm-hmm. sometimes it's writing it down uh, and sometimes it's just sitting there and, and taking that moment mm-hmm. but just realizing that you know this is a this particular journey is very 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 short and just being grateful as much as as i can as i can for what i have around me that i'm still here you know that I woke up today, mm-hmm. everything still worked, and I got another opportunity to uh, to figure it out. Yeah. Because I'm never gonna have it all figured out. No, we never are. No. Um, and another thing too, I think, especially when you have the injury, I think thinking about all the things you are grateful for. Sometimes it's so easy to focus on the negative, but you realize, oh, I have. You know, even though I can't do as much physically as I would like right now. I have a lot of other things to be grateful for in my life. So 100%. I think that helped me as well. And we were talking earlier about your parents and how they're so vibrant still. And so, you know, are, are, do any of those things you think come from your parents oh, or come from growing 100%. up? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. You know, my mom is a, is a holistic health practitioner. You know, my house growing up was literally the house where we were, my mother was biohacking, in the 70s, <laughs> m- you know, m- which sucked for my brother and I and, and my stepdad. We're doing a lot of experiments. A lot of experimenting going on. Basically, if 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 food was on television, 
Like if it was if it was advertised on television, it wasn't in my house. Okay. My mother was like against big food That's before amazing. it was ever a thing. So wow. all this, you know, sugar. My mother was my mother laughed at people who 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 said you know that fat was the thing. Like mm-hmm. in, I remember in the eighties. Wow. She'd be you know we we ate sweet potatoes we. You know, we she was all about the the proper glycemic index. You know, my mother was a vegetarian, but she cooked meat for us. Uh-huh. But she just, you know, food food combining and things that made to her. She's like, it was just this is basic. Like, uh. why would I feed my children these things that have you know, 25, 30, 40 grams of sugar in them? Like, no, that's not going to be a thing in our house. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, was, it sucked at lunchtime when <laughs> you know you open up your bag and you've got a peanut butter and honey sandwich yeah. with some banana on it. All your friends are eating uh, some like sprouted Twinkies. grains. Yeah, and they got <laughs> lunchables. ding dongs, yeah. lun- lunchables. I'd be like, ah! <laughs> like, can I barter my granola bar? <laughs> no, it wasn't the thing. We <laughs> wheat germ and, hu- and yogurt <laughs> and some raisins if I was yes. lucky. But I, I that tell. That sounds like what my grandma <laughs> makes. We'd have cream of wheat, wheat germ, yeah. and raisins. And my mother was, but my mother was always trying to figure it out, and she always was like, she was always concerned she wanted us to to be the best and mm-hmm. i think she taught us to appreciate food and that it was fuel from a very young age mm-hmm. and so um i'm grateful <laughs> you okay out there danny <laughs> god he's still working out he's still working out yep you you that's a lot see the pressure you put on your poor uh fiance i, know. I mean husband <laughs> he, that he's like i gotta do more fitness well, he's like, I'm not just going to sit here. I'm yeah. going to do something while we're at the gym. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. So I definitely, um, from my mom, um, that being that awareness mm-hmm. to how you live was a big thing. And then my dad, um, my dad gave me the, the, the spirit to, to travel mm-hmm. and to not be limited to the community around me, but to see the world mm-hmm. as a community. And... My father taught me from a very young age that um, race was a construct that other people made up mm-hmm. to try and move forward their agendas, but that it wasn't a real thing in our world. Mm-hmm. To be proud of who I was and to let no one take that away from me, um, despite you know the history of this country, mm-hmm. but not to walk around with it, um, acknowledging it to give other people power. And so I think that mindset and having that from a very young age definitely gave me the the power to be like, I can do whatever I want and move through whatever part of society I want to, whether or not you say it's for me or not. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going for it. And I don't think I ever would have become a surfer or a snowboarder um, when my, my mom and stepdad moved to California if I didn't have that mindset from my dad because there were no black kids <laughs> at the Just beach surfing, yeah. surfing and kids would say to me like you know what are you what are you doing like you guys don't even swim what do you mean <laughs> you're gonna learn how to surf you know that was a real thing um and so I'm, I'm always very grateful to my dad uh for that and just mm-hmm. for that ability to appreciate everybody for who they are um whether or not we think in the exact same way or, or not um and i you know it's it seems weird now, like the world is is in a way where everyone now some suddenly wants to go backwards and just be set in their own boxes, mm-hmm. which I don't think does anything for us. But we'll see. We'll see what we're made of. Yes. 
we're, well. we're at a time where we're gonna we're, we're we're i think gonna find out what we're made of as a society yes what about one thing that you think would have a big impact on your health but you have a hard time doing it oh <laughs> good question I think that if I cut out alcohol from my life, it would probably be far more beneficial <laughs> than it is. Uh, and I think that if I ate, I'm, I eat cleaner than I ever have, mm-hmm. but I could eat cleaner. Right. You can always do a little better. I could do a lot better on the road. Like, I eat like a saint at home, mm-hmm. and then when I get on the road, um, my tendency has been, eh, right. I'm in Paris. Right. Give me that whole, you eat the local I'm going to take cuisine. that whole baguette, <laughs> and then that whole slab of butter there, um, and just, I'm going to go in a corner over here, yeah. and look like I uh, just got out of, of, of some sort of <laughs> food rehab. Um, so, yeah, I think that that would be a lot better for me. Um, uh, but I'm working on it. I, I bring better, healthier snacks. I preload, pre- pregame my travel a lot better now. Okay. What's uh, your favorite travel food? Uh, tonka bars. Oh, I've never had those. Ooh. Tonka bars are like Epic bars. Have you had an Epic bar? Yes. Uh, except they're made by Native Americans oh. in South Dakota. So are they like meat? Yeah. Based? Yeah. Okay. Bison. Wow. Bison based. They Sounds are the good. goodness. I'm going to have to try those. So Tonka, Epics. I really, really like the RX bars. Me too. Those are good. If you're, I really, really <laughs> like the RX bars. <laughs> and unfortunately at my Whole Foods, um, they literally, they'll, they'll have like one pack and I'll buy them all up. Yeah. So, <laughs> hi, guys. Help them out. Uh, <laughs> you know, scratch my back. <laughs> Instagram. Hey. It's just circular. <laughs> um, <laughs> or just send me like a promo code or something. But yeah. Um, those are good. Those are really those good. Are really the RX good. bars are amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how they're not more popular. Oh, I agree. I think they're fantastic. Um, those are my travel jams. What about you? Awesome. Um, I've always been a big fan of paleo kits since I know, you know, they've been around forever. And I love Steve's Club and I love everything they mm. do. I like to support them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I eat a lot of paleo kits. I like the paleo kits, too. Um, you gotta, you got to have floss nearby after yes. a paleo kit, though. And, you know, I know every time I get on a plane and I open one of those up and everyone's like, What is what that? Is that? <laughs> Who opened up a forest in here? Right? But most of the time, I'm just like, I don't care. I'm so hungry. I'm going to eat this anyway. <laughs> uh, they're good. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's probably funny. my favorite travel. What's your, what are your vices? Um, I mean, especially now that I'm not competing, I think food is something I could always be better at because now, and it's sim- similarly during the week, I'm fine when I'm, you know, in my routine, but now I'm much more lenient with social events and social gatherings. Right. When you got to live though. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's, but it's hard to find that balance and hard not to let it be a slippery slope where right. you start to let it become, you know, the majority of what you're what you're eating or what a- you're doing. And what can happen is you, you're like, well, I'm just going to up my fitness. Yeah. So that allows me to <laughs> just treat myself more like crap on, on this side, right. which is I- an improper balance. No. And your body doesn't lie to you. You don't perform, oh, you true. don't perform as well. You don't feel as well. And your conscience just like, 
uh, I, I'm telling you the reason why this isn't working, but I'll just let you keep smacking yourself in the face. Right. It'll catch up to you eventually. But yeah, that and then I, I y try to get as much sleep as possible, but sleep is something that I can always do better. Sleep is something that doctors don't get. Right. It's been hard. I mean, last year when I was competing, I did great. I got tons of sleep, but this year it's been much more difficult. Yeah. Uh, but I, I can tell the difference. Are you in that resident life? Or? Not yet. I have one year left of med school. So I'll graduate next year and then start residency. So you'll sleep when you're like 50. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Last, Well, my last question <laughs> okay. to you. Uh, do you ever, like when you, you're at the games this weekend, do you mm -hmm. get that? Does that blood start going? Does that part of the engine start going in your mind? That's like, maybe there's one more one in more there. One more year, you know? One more in there? That's a good question. Um no, I think, you know, when I was back there in 2013, that was the year I took off mm. for school. I definitely had that feeling, and I knew I wanted to be back there. Um, but this year, I I miss it, and I, I, you know, I would love to have that feeling again and to be there and to feel like you've been training all year and you're so prepared and you're just at the peak of your fitness. But... <laughs> But um, I this year I really felt – I feel very content with where I'm at, and I love everything else I'm doing in my life, and I would never yeah. want to give that up in order to Let be Let me translate that. That was a lot of fitness. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, that looked like hell. <laughs> it was. It was I I I, I, res cool I respect watch. that. I really respect that. It's, it's cool. It's cool to see the way you've stayed engaged with the community. Um, and then I saw you the other day. You somehow found a window to – to have this train with Julie. Yeah, that's been actually that's been probably the best for me in terms of accountability and for my own training this year, because Danny and I have been doing this training program, and I knew I was going to be busy with school, but I wanted to commit to five days a week working out, and so we write this programming and we have people all over the world following it and it makes, you know, so I can't rad. skip it because I know yeah. these other people are counting on me. I saw you guys like on patios of hotels, yeah. you know, in all <laughs> these places. And I think that, listen, it makes you even more someone that people can identify with even more. Cause now you're just like us. Now I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to get my fitness like in. You just got to you know, your, your life. Your, yeah. ca your cape is on the wall. The jersey's <laughs> retired, but you're still, you're living the lifestyle. And most people who retire from a sport, when they retire from a sport competitively, they're done. Yeah. I'm done. No, that's the beautiful thing about CrossFit, as you know, it's it might look different, but you're gonna do it for the rest of your life. It's awesome. It's well, cool. you continue to inspire me. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank definitely. You. When I saw that, I was like, "Come on, Julie." <laughs> no, it's been it's been very cool to be a part of the community in a different way this year. That's rad. Uh, last question is, what does a healthy life look like to you? What does a healthy life look like to me? A healthy life to me looks like happiness. Mm. You know, it, it looks like being able to wake up in the, in the daytime and look at yourself in the mirror and be with, happy with who you are, you know? And that's, uh, and I think the balance of what that is fluctuates in different parts of your life. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, Where's your spiritual energy? Where's your physical, emotional uh, energy? You know, there's the different levels, I think, that, that level that off. Where, mm -hmm. do, where are your relationships? 
Um, but being able to, to constantly be putting, you know, m messing with the, the ratios mm -hmm. in a way that uh, you're happy and you're excited about being alive. Um, that's, what, that's what it looks like to me. I mean, ultimately, it looks like me on a beach in Nicaragua mate with a, a wife and some kids and we're down there for the third month in a row mm -hmm. and my kids are are just surfed out and my wife's like should we go back home this week or <laughs> maybe stay one more week and i can look at her and be like whatever makes you feel good babe oh that sounds amazing that's uh that's my ultimate sort of dreamscape of of what i'd like life to look like in another 20 years beautiful beautiful well i hope I hope it happens. Me too. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I'll see you there. Yeah. <laughs> if I got these RX bars, you know, you never know. It could be the, the, the turning point. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank really you. Thank you for, you. Uh, for completely kicking my behind in the fitness today. Well, thank you for inviting I'm me. I'm just stoked that we, <laughs> we, we, we finally got to train together. Me too. Me too. And we actually got to, you know, we're, we're covered. We're doing... Regular workouts. Yeah, we're not doing hobbling around, doing stuff with our boots on. It so was it was really 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 <laughs> fun. Day. Really really fun. As there was a moment there, I was like, wow. Uh, th us a year ago, we're in a different conversation. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I'm always blown away by the amazing individuals I meet through CrossFit, and Sal was certainly one of them. Hopefully you're able to take something away from our shared injury experience, as well as the support we've each found from our CrossFit families. To make sure you never miss an episode and to receive exclusive content from me, head to my website, juliefouche.com, where you can subscribe to my email list. Also, don't forget to share your stories. If you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please email me at info at juliefouche.com. I'll choose some of these inspiring stories to share here on the podcast in future episodes. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and consider giving the podcast a five-star rating on iTunes. Also, don't forget you can train with me by visiting beyondthewhiteboard.com slash juliefouché. I always love hearing your feedback, so please leave comments under this post on my website, juliefouché.com, and share your thoughts on social media with the hashtag JFHealth. Thank you again so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time on Pursuing Health. Pursuing Health.